Welcome to the GrassCast, the host of your show, Quab and Sean. Game on. Hey, and welcome to the GrassCast, show about games, life, and everything in between. I'm Sean. And I'm Quab. And uh, yeah, who else do we have? We'll go alphabetical as we always do. (laughs) (laughs) Just to clear it up so it's so smooth every time. (laughs) Yeah. Let me smoothly transition to hey, uh, it's Amon. I've been on this podcast before, I think more than once. Uh, Yes, yes. You're our most returning guest. (laughs) And we also have a first time guest, uh, but very familiar to Sean as well. Yep. I'm his sister from birth. And uh, <laughs> this is my first time on this podcast or any other podcast. So I'm excited to be here. Spectacular. We still don't yeah. know your name. Oh, right. <laughs> it's, it's Jen. Okay. Welcome, Jen. Hey, this I mean, is like, my sister are, Jen. Are the fans going to like refer to her by Jen or like, oh, hey, it's Sean's sister by birth? <laughs> Well, that's what the merch well, say. Pe- yeah, if people call me either one. It's either Sean's <laughs> sister or Jen. That's yeah, I go by either. Um, but yeah, okay. It's It's been a while, right, Sean? <laughs> like, it has been a while, let, let actually. Let me see when the last episode was, but you can keep talking. Keep vamping. Um, well, I did want to say, top of the morning to you. ta 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 I think that was a hate crime. I think you just committed a hate crime. <laughs> well, er- earlier fans of the show, if you go back, you'll know that this was a voice that has been used before. So it's okay, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Did it veer into Jamaican at some point? I feel like it right, was Right, right. Yeah. This was an episode where we did the time cop, time lapse, time watch ep- uh, thing. So um, yeah, anyways, happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. Oh, yeah, we're recording St. on St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day. Day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it has been a while. We recorded two episodes last year. I'm still processing one of the episodes, and nice. it is now March of 2023, and we're recording again. So, yay. We did it. Um, yeah, so it's good. Faith it's good in Baconia. <laughs> <laughs> Just a disclaimer, Sean and I had some a couple of shots before this on behalf of <laughs> St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> So, oh, that's just, fair. Might ex- descri- uh, explains some behavior. I don't that, know if that, it makes that. my accent better or worse. <laughs> I'm hoping better. I mean, mathematically, the more shots you have, the better the accent gets. So, um. <laughs> I mean, we can... it makes the accents more confident. Yes. <laughs> I didn't say it's perceived better. You're going to perceive your accent better the more shots. But yeah, so we're it's kind of a loosey goosey format, but I think there's a couple things we were thinking about talking about. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I did want to get back on the mic for a while. Um, mm-hmm. I've been been itching at it. I, you know, I, I think we've mentioned before on the podcast. I've been busy a little bit. I have a one year old now, and uh, she's keeping me busy, yeah. uh, keeping me on my toes. So, uh, you know, it's been hard to find a time to record. And I, I think I even hear her now waking up as we are recording. So it's, it's, it's hard. But um, yeah, I mean, the, the Oscars just happened and everything everywhere all at once uh, swept it. And I know Quab and I have been talking about that movie. We both very much enjoy it. I, 
I don't know if we've talked about on this podcast before. No, I, no yeah. Okay, no. good. Okay, so <laughs> we uh, might have. Um, yeah, we might have said it in passing. I I didn't look all, at all the summaries to know for sure, but you know, yeah. well, I'm, we're going to talk about it. I'm again. I'm looking, and we released the last episode uh, January thirty first of twenty twenty two. So almost. Uh, yeah, it's over a year ago. Over a year ago. Um, I think Everything Everywhere All at Once came out around March last year or something, or early in the year. So, And I saw it in theaters. I'm proud. Before it was an Oscar darling, <laughs> it was this weird movie that was directed by the guys who made the Turn Down for What video. <laughs> Which uh, would you, uh, me and Jen just watched this afternoon yep. to to fully appreciate the, the work of the Daniels. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. That is one of the Daniels. Oh, it was a cinematic masterpiece. Yeah, I can see why they uh, transitioned very easily to uh, Oscar royalty. Oh, yeah, it makes it makes perfect sense, mm-hmm. that transition. And then also, I think I mentioned, it, or I don't even know how it came up with Amon, but uh, Amon, I feel like you enjoyed it a lot as well. I did. I think you recommended it to me. Oh, I did I? That's what it was, yeah. I, yeah, I probably have been evangelizing it since I saw it. <laughs> it was an interesting movie, and I think like a lot of the consensus was like it came out around the same time as like uh, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, yeah. and it was the better multiverse movie, <laughs> uh, which is yeah, at least I think it was the better multiverse movie. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So what, uh, how did you guys hear about it? Was it, I guess, I don't know if it was me recommending it or just the buzz. I'm kind of curious how people, uh, came to the movie. I think partly the buzz and partly, yeah, you quab recommending it. Um, and it's just, I got, sound like a movie that's would scratch my itch. So I was definitely interested. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I heard some, like before you recommended it to me, I heard some buzz and it was also this weird thing where including you, it's just like, it's a very like, attention grabbing name and everybody was like i just can't explain this movie to you you just have to watch it (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's solid like i think what i want in a movie is like to see something i've never seen before and this movie does that and then does it again and then does it again (laughs) and just doesn't stop doing it (laughs) so so i'm curious because i i I think jen and i have both noticed there's there's like a bit of a um like a generational divide in in appreciating this movie because mm. I, I watched this movie with my mom and I know I my watch. aunt also tried to watch this movie and they both, my mom just like, you know, she watched it all the way through, but she was not happy. And my aunt, I think, <laughs> turned it off halfway through. So there's like, really? there seems to be a gap in, in terms of appreciating this movie. And I'm, I'm, I'm curious if you guys have noticed I, similar yes. things. Okay, so I've seen it twice. I watched it the first time in the theaters. Second time, I watched it with my parents. I'm like, let's sit down and watch this together. <laughs> and after pure um, curiosity of what they would think of it, um, my dad has, oh, what was it? Yeah, I th- we saw Black Panther in the theaters, and his review was like, eh, it wasn't believable. Um, so that's where he's coming from. Uh, so... <laughs> yeah. I I think they enjoyed it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they weren't like my mom did not follow it at all. Um, yeah, I think my dad's review was it's confusing, uh, but I'm glad they watched it. I think they could appreciate it. I'm also it's it's a strange movie. 
well, I'll let I'll let other people. So, Amon, did you watch it with your parents or, at all, or I did not. Uh, so I watched it by myself. I do okay. know I have some friends. I mean, like around our age, who they what they said was that they watched. I think it was either just the first, like the first third, and then they stopped because oh. they weren't interested oh, no. in it. And, That's crazy. Uh, How can you watch the first third and be like, nah, not interesting? <laughs> I. I wonder, it's an interesting question because it's doing a lot. It's at, it's not even asking that much of the, the viewer, but a lot is happening really, really fast. Like uh, we could probably go through the plot of the movie. I'm sure there's a million, but it starts off pretty. And there's like subtitles and subtitles is to ask a lot of people to, to read. Yes. Um, yes. It's like very much, uh, I believe in Mandarin for a lot of the early movies until we go to like the IRS, um, which some people are just like, I'm out. I can't. Um, which is, to me, a shame. <laughs> I feel like you're going to miss out on so much. And, but it's a very weird movie. Um, but it, so, I thought it draw, drew you in. But <laughs> Yeah, I did too. Like, like the first third, it was definitely hectic. And I wasn't sure, like, what is this about? Where is this going? But they, they introduced a bunch of characters. They introduced them, I think, very well. Um, mm-hmm. Just kind of like where they are, who they are. What is the relationship? What is the, the dynamic between all these people? Um, I, I, I mean, like probably my favorite thing that you see from the first third is really just that reveal of like, you, you see just this, uh, very warm, sympathetic husband and like just trying yeah. to get a bit of attention from his wife. And oh. then you see the bombshell of like, like he has these papers asking for divorce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's talk about Wayman. He is, uh, <laughs> he's my MVP. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm, um, I'm glad he won the the, the award. That, that oh was great. yeah, yeah, 100. Like looking back now, but like, yeah, just I it's 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 not a great thing to do to do an emotionally manipulative thing with uh, <laughs> divorce papers. Um, that's not great. <laughs> but on the whole, he's probably like the like most wholesome character or like the most hopeful character I've seen in like a movie, <laughs> like maybe Bar. <laughs> like ever Uh, (laughs) yeah but we'll we'll get to like the finale but yeah definitely yeah just kind of this it's a very nice performance from uh key key way kwan key yeah something like that key we'll go with key yeah yeah and and, and, like all the backstory of like him being in goonies and then not really being able to find like work for so long and then just kind of like not wanting to be an actor it's 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 very much a great hollywood story um yeah they 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 definitely like the, the story around the people that won and everything i feel like i, I it's it's, it's nice. what i mean it it's what Karen feels yeah. like a feels like a great like comeback for yeah everything. people yeah. like brendan fraser who was out for yeah. so long and um you know wronged in a lot of ways in yeah. Hollywood and jaded and then same with Key like he was you know kind of just on the outs for a long time and thought about giving up so it was yeah. nice to see people like those two that um, found their way back and appreciated like I've never felt so emotional just watching the Oscars before like I was just so oh. happy that people like <laughs> Like he and Brendan um, yeah. won. Yeah, I was really like hoping that they would win and just really happy that they did. Yeah, that's, hmm. yeah, yeah, that's, that's good. Like part of my brain is so broken that I'm like so cynical <laughs> and like the, the Oscars, 
the Oscars are weird because it's like, how can we say what's the best art kind of thing? But it, it, it is, does this have is what this. I want to get into. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it is. <laughs> but it is over the past few years, I feel like people have felt weird about the Oscars. We can get into the whole thing of last year and that craziness. But like even before then, it seemed like there was these very it was getting kind of pretentious. It was like the same kind of movies that I don't know. I barely saw Oscar uh, nominees or winners um, like just wasn't really interested in them and they all kind of seemed like it would be a period piece um, mm-hmm. uh, from a long time ago uh, about something I don't really care about <laughs> um, yeah but I think they're trying to adjust because people don't really care about the Oscars as much but like this is just such a good story the movie is so weird um, and like organically grew like it was like a small budget it wasn't like crazy millions millions of dollars and they were just like really really innovative in how they made it and it's just like yeah like exactly that it's a comeback story i think it's really good marketing for the oscars <laughs> um and yeah i i didn't watch the oscars I, award shows just kind of bummed me out <laughs> but i'll watch the clips after i'll watch the speeches of the yeah i watched like key's speech after and i was like oh yeah that's great um i'm, I'm tearing up so speaking of comebacks it was uh, a pleasant surprise to see uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, oh, just she, just her as well as like the the type of role she played, which I'd never seen her do before. At least that type yeah. of role. It, it seemed like at least she had like quite a bit of fun with it. Oh yeah, yeah. She's seeing her in interviews. She's a character, and I feel like Jamie Lee yes. never went anywhere, right? <laughs> like she she's been working. She's no, been but working. It, 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 it's it's like you said. Like it's this this Oscars was like people people winning um who who have played like t- the the roles that typically hollywood doesn't celebrate so oh yeah one's uh, yeah well i mean there's all the other like um really lauded movies about like uh um Asian women in their 50s or 60s who like run laundromats. I can think of like 10 other ones, right? That, <laughs> that get this much attention. No, no, like this is such a unique story, um, which, yeah. And I think a lot of the criticism of the Oscars has been it's like the same faces for over and over again. So this one just hits all the boxes. It's got the comeback story. It's got, it's super, super weird and all that. So, yeah. So, Quab, you touched on a point which I, I definitely wanted to bring up, and you know, part of, part of this podcast obviously is talking about games. So, the Hell weird, yeah. the weird competitiveness of the Oscars and of like award ceremonies for art is is like definitely <laughs> what I wanted to touch on because like, yeah. So now now we're at a point where I've been seeing memes go around saying uh, that everything everywhere all at once has officially won the most awards overtaking return of the king which i didn't know previously had the most awards i didn't know which that is either. why it's why it's a silly title in the first place because nobody cares until it's apparently been broken but yeah <laughs> say, saying everything everywhere like saying a movie is the most awarded thing like how is is that more or less silly than you know the final of a soccer game where things are quantifiable and you know when goals are you know happening and not happening or is there some validity to like saying this thing is a better movie than other movies like can you really quantify that or is it all just politics Mm. i mean i'll I'll answer first it's an interesting question because like i literally i watch a show 
uh, on YouTube every week. Um, this guy, Dan Mural, uh, Dan Mural, and it's just about box office for that week, like the amount of money movies made and um, like entertainment news and stuff like that. Um, or the most watched shows on like streaming and it just breaks it down every week. So like there's ways you can measure this stuff with like how Avatar was like the biggest movie, like made the most money um, ever. And it's just, yeah, there's so much competition in terms of just like dollars received and stuff like that. And then there's this other thing with like awards, which it's, I think the way it works is it's a bunch of people who are potentially in the movie making industry voting potentially but like you have yeah, the to probably academy. yeah the academy like i think you have to like pay dues and stuff to be able to even vote and then there's all this other there's a crazy amount of money even to like submit your films in order for people to for you to be eligible for the awards and stuff like that there's like so much money behind the scenes um from like and then like pushing people and then campaigns to like get people these awards and stuff so it's all this weird mishmash of money and a very elitist kind of thing whereas like you could argue well if people are voting with their dollars then maybe it's the one that made the most money or something like that but i i don't know it's uh awards are nice (laughs) i feel i feel like i would appreciate it more if it was like super scientific and, and like you know, it was some sort of matrix setup. Like we're gonna breed people from birth. They're never gonna experience anything but these movies that we show them. <laughs> the only thing they're gonna know in life are these five movies, and they have to vote on one, and then we're gonna kill them. <laughs> and that's their whole existence. And maybe I would like respect it more. But yeah, like it's it's people are biased. Like they they get affected yeah. by everything yeah. around them. So it's like you know, yeah. and and at the same time, yeah, like the thing about making the most money like obviously there's a disconnect because it's not like top gun maverick and avatar took away all the awards even though no quantifiably they got the most money so they should have been the best movies right so yeah people are you know voting on something but it's like is it the best is it the best yeah and it's also it's like what's the best to me or what is the best of whatever the population of voters is so that's where i think like a lot of the stuff was like well to actually be a member of the academy what does it cost and that's gonna be a subsection of society than other people and then they're gonna vote for the movies that resonate with them and it's probably gonna be similar to people who are like that and i think there's been kind of pushback on that in a couple years so maybe we're seeing more voices or more people voting in that weird black box system um or this is like, uh, see, we, we're, we're good. Uh, this movie one, the weirdo, everything everywhere all at once. One. <laughs> this is the craziest movie ever. So we're good, right? <laughs> if like if a, like a King's Speech wins next year, um, then I think we'll be right back. <laughs> like King's Speech? I, I, I did too, but that movie is like made to be a Oscar movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> like something, I remember when parasite one and that was like a really oh, yeah. weird movie but yeah you know it, it gained such traction and was just something that you know people hadn't really seen that type of story yeah and especially like out of somewhere that like wasn't north america they were able to really um yeah hone it to kind of you know everybody could enjoy it and uh yeah no i thought so i think it's getting more 
you know, past the point of of just being like a stereotypical like period piece and they're starting more and more to appreciate like the weird and wacky kind of things as long as like most of the population can enjoy it even even if some of them don't (laughs) like you know (laughs) I, i heard something like you know, if, the, if you're this age and over, you don't really like uh, everything, <laughs> everything everywhere. everywhere. And if you're this age and under, like, it, you know, you love it and it's like, it's for you. So, you know, even yeah. if it's not for everybody, like a vast majority of people, like really, really appreciate those kinds of stories that you just have been like longing for and have been, um, yeah. you know, waiting to, to see these kinds of things that you just don't see. And it's not like the everyday yeah, no, that is a good point. I, I did Parasite, I think, was like the start of like actual change um, mm. in the Academy where it's like, OK, yeah, maybe we'll listen. And I think also like pe- fewer and fewer people were watching the Oscars year over year. It seemed like they were losing like the people cared less about them. So um, them shifting to that is better. And I, talking about like the age difference, I think they're I wonder if it's like maybe related to like being having the internet as a kid um Mm. there's even like the comedy of like even like people who are like five years 10 years younger than us on this call is like i feel like so much more rapid um so much quicker and like everything everywhere all all at once a lot is going on (laughs) (laughs) um so like yeah i think it's it might even be like attention spans like in the internet age um so yeah, or we're more prone to it. But yeah, I'm curious how it would hit with like and like my nephews or something like eleven and t- like t- eleven year olds. Are they really going to be into this movie about? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah, taxes and a laundromat, but also the multiverse. <laughs> yeah, right. That's the yeah. that's the hook that hopefully will get them. So I, I I've I think like three points I want to bring. Yeah, up. yeah, go for it. Go for it. Uh, okay. So uh, the first one, um, thinking about what Sean said in terms of wanting to like bio create these perfect <laughs> movie critic uh, humans in the lab, right? So yeah. like it's interesting, right? Like like even if you had some impartial godlike being that created these people, right? And then, like like all you knew was that they reviewed all the movies and and, and they picked a movie, right? I mean, like how useful is that? Like what would that even mean? if like like i i knew that like my neighbor had just completely different movie sensibilities to mm-hmm. me right is this a movie that like like if we like opposite things i mean like it, does, does this recommendation mean that i'm going to like this movie that my neighbor's going to like this movie that we're both going to kind of maybe maybe appreciate this movie like it's just so like movies can just be so subjective right that like it's hard to say like what what, what does that even mean yeah um, that's why we like you need, to uh ch- chat gpt to start yeah. uh being the <laughs> oscar uh, judges we were... and maybe they'll make the next uh oscar <laughs> hit oh there's going to be a time in our lives probably if if there's not a total collapse but i was thinking the exact same thing jen but um i think the scarier thing is going to be algorithmic shows made just for you so Oscars aren't even going to be a thing because it's like 
my version of Russian doll was completely different than your version of Russian doll. <laughs> like mm. it ended the way I wanted it to, end. <laughs> like, mm. like, or, or the, the, the Quab channel, like it's just going to be things that I'm into that the chat GPT, yeah. the AI is going to just make for me. There's a YouTube channel called like, um, two minute papers. And it's a lot about like new AI developments and stuff like that. And yeah, I've seen vid like videos on like generating video chat GPT, like, the day where of completely all our entertainment is made by AI is coming. <laughs> and yeah, it's going to be very specific to us and it's going to be a nightmare. We're all going to be. <laughs> right. I was going to say like, what, what would be the year you think that a AI actor or director, you know, kind of takes home the Academy award. Right. Ooh. But maybe at that point it doesn't matter because the whole thing's kind of just you know, it's like the Academy is run by robots and they're all robot actors making movies and like they're, they're just voting for each other. So it doesn't work. <laughs> it's, it seems like we're transitioning into the chat GPT and the AI section <laughs> of the show. But uh, yeah, no, that's, I think that's what it's going to be. I was, um, I was, yeah, listening to something on like the new chat GPT or GPT four or something version. Um, and <sighs> or even like how Microsoft wants to like integrate it with a bunch of stuff. And I think a lot of it was going to be like summarize this email or like send a reply email uh, that I don't want to go or uh, I need to do this. And then there's probably going to be AI that's going to read people's email. So it's not going to be humans at all ever talking to each other. It's going to be all these different like AI assistants talking to each other. And eventually, I, I don't know what humanity is going to do. Like that's... <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna reduce like a million jobs <laughs> yeah or i mean you know it, going back to the days of like all the rich people having a bunch of servants running around so you never actually talk to the head the heads of households it's just you know everybody <laughs> doing the busy work and... but the thing of it is though like even like i, I think of uh, uh us three here are developers what's i'm not sure exactly what jen does uh but like, uh, there's a lot of work that could probably be done by like one person <laughs> with a bunch of like AI bots. And sure. like, no, I'm not even joking. Like complicated yeah. stuff, like developing, like you, um, where the nightmare scenario is, yeah, a lot of layoffs. Like Google was laying people, like all the Fang companies, the big companies. I mean, that was probably different reasons, but like the goal has always been the cheapest labor possible. And if an AI mm. can do it, like maximize profits, cheapest labor pro possible, like, and we are advancing um, technology. I think the the scary thing with like the new chat GPT stuff is like, I, I believe Microsoft is taking it like private now. Mm. So <laughs> this thing that was like meant to be open. So like we could uh, potentially look at the code and be like okay it's unsafe in this ways or maybe find exploits i don't know but like the whole idea is uh yeah these things probably should be open but and a lot of like money funded these things with the expectation that it would be open and once it got to a point where like oh no we can make crazy money we're gonna make this private like that's kind of a weird disappointing thing for this kind of massive open source project that seems to be very important and it's going to change <laughs> most of the economy in the world. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm curious, Aman, what's your whole perspective on this whole ChatGPT thing? I don't think we've talked much about it. So um, yeah, I'm just curious what you're thinking. That's such an open-ended question. Yeah.
I know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think let, about Chat? Let, let me let me let me get Jap- Chat GPT to rephrase my question. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I mean, Amon is running a RPG right now, um, and has been using. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're using oh, actually, it here. Okay. No, I mean, like, like a, I, I've tried. Is it like the? It's not even the speed of ChatGPT. It's just the like the the speed of like me typing in a prompt and waiting for an answer is so much slower than me making something up on the spot. Yeah. Um, but actually, talking about using ChatGPT to make TV series. So I was hanging out with my friends recently, and at some point, because. I forget why we were just like in the mood to talk about like uh you know the classic like detective PI noir narrations. So we were trying oh, to get yeah. ChatGPT to do that. Uh, <laughs> it, it was pretty funny. We were like like give us a noir narration for Garfield the cat. And it's like well I'm a cat but I'm also a detective. So when she walked into my office <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> um and so that we tried different genres and then we started doing movie pitches and I think we yeah. did a movie pitch for like The Exorcist as a comedy and it's like okay this pitch is actually not the worst pitch in the world oh, and yeah. we're like wouldn't it be funny to see the first scene? So we're like oh well let's just ask ChatGPT to make the first scene. And he made the first scene of this made-up film. It's like, oh, okay, well, it's not, you know, it's not a great quality right now, but, like, like it did it, and it was kind of cohesive. And it's like, okay. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know, like, in terms of winning awards, who knows, right? Because that's also just politics. But, like, in terms of the first ChatGPT or, like, like AI-powered TV series that can, like, be, you know, financially viable and successful right if you think about just like a sitcom something that people just watch that's like entertaining mm-hmm. enough mm-hmm. i think maybe that's not too far off no <laughs> yeah that's fair because even like um yeah the like a the mid-journey stuff has been interesting too um where uh i guess to date the show i'm sure somebody's going to be listening to this in the wastelands of 2028 um, but, <laughs> uh, mid journey, uh, and all these like generative, like image processing things where you type in a prompt and, the uh, art comes out, like their latest version came out too. And I think the way those ones work is they've been trained on like a bunch of images that have been labeled. So it's like taking other human work and kind of generating stuff out of that. So I guess once we get like more powerful stuff that can watch every movie, understand plots and like story structure, I think there's a certain level to that already, but like, yeah, I I think once the technology can put all that together and make videos and um, have it in a feed for people on their futuristic Netflix (laughs) Uh, and it costs the companies nothing to make and they know everything about me because they're already, (laughs) they already have all my data. So they know what shows I'd be interested in. yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I, I have a follow up question, right? Like, like, Quap, imagine, you know, a, a perfect world where, you know, we all have, you know, like some universal income and you, you, you don't have a want for anything, right? That, that social <laughs> uh-huh. stream, right? Yeah, that's, that's uh, how it's going to work, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but imagine you're in such a scenario, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Would, would you prefer to have human created art or would you prefer to have like super sophisticated tailored to your enjoyment ai art i consume i wonder i think there is going to be a premium like etsy exists right there's mm-hmm. <laughs> there's amazon uh and we can get stuff from alibaba like a million of the thing you want for pennies on the for each item and then there's etsy too like 
for the most part, I think handcrafted. I'm sure there's like people who cheat it too, but the whole story of that is like a human made this. So I think there is going to be a market. I think it's just going to be really, really small. I'm like, I'm thinking about like, yeah, like my nephews and stuff in terms of like, just thinking about like what you want to be when you grow up. Like I wanted to be an artist, (laughs) but if I was a kid today, I'd be like, oh, I'm never going to beat this AI. So (laughs) maybe I'll do something else, (laughs) which is a bummer. Um, Also, this AI can write all my essays for me. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm never even going to learn anything. Uh, I don't know how valuable all the essays I wrote and book reports I wrote were. So I don't know. But yeah, what 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 am I supposed to do with that time in between there? Um, I, I do mean, watch like, a lot make of a, make a coin offering, right? And just make a lot of money really quickly <laughs> before it all collapses. Yeah, I think we're past the NFT day. <laughs> I think I think that that was too late. <laughs> oh man, but, yeah, no, it's an interesting question. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll posit that to Sean and Jen. Like, would you want like human crafted shows or like tailored to you exactly? And I think and, I, and this could also even go for games. Um, games as entertainment already kind of can track like player engagement and change, um, change the flow of the game or add more enemies or something. If it seems like somebody's getting bored or, um, yeah. So in, in, on, on the art question, I, for me, um, I mean, in terms of movies, at least, and I'm sure artwork as well, like I, I like to see movies that, I not regularly exposed to like different ideas, different concepts. So if you're getting AI art generated exactly to your taste, I feel like unless it can take that into account somehow, you're going to be similar to how people are stuck in their little um, echo chambers in social Mm -hmm. media. Now you're only going to be exposed to the same things that you like, and you're never going to expose yourself to something that maybe you do like, but you just don't know it yet. So I feel like there's a danger in kind of like making art tailored to what you like. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting question because TikTok, right, is <laughs> absolutely like the algorithms of TikTok. I, I think my understanding is they're very, very good, and they show people what they want. Um, and I, I like it is still at the end of the day. Currently, I think mostly humans making it, but that might not be true. <laughs> uh, I, there's probably a, a human hand in it right now. But like if TikTok had the algorithm of like, OK, you're probably into this stuff uh, and then had the next level of being able to generate stuff that looks real um, or at least real enough that you care and just an infinite scrolling of entertainment. Um, I think it could. I think that's more possible probably than like a full on sitcom right now. Um, I don't know. I I think also too, yeah, just just kind of mulling it over my brain now. <laughs> like, I think because when you said about the TikTok thing, yeah, you do definitely get content tailored to like your preference and all that. And I have noticed there are TikTok channels now. I mean, or you know, people kind of push pushing things that are like, hey, this is AI art. This whole thing was generated by AI. So there were people already kind of like creating AI content and pushing it out there, right? And oh yeah, I to date, I've never been really like, I'm like, uh, but I'm not really like, it's not eye-catching or it's not, I've never found too much AI art like super 
interesting. I don't know. Oh. Maybe I'm wrong. But like, okay, I, no, I that's think, fair. You know, because because humans, there, there's something in like humans and making mistakes and having those flaws that like it. The art maybe is more interesting than just a perfect piece of AI art, right? Like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the i'll tell you right now the ai art is far from perfect um and it's got some real uncanny valley sometimes where like right, eyes are true, not where yeah. they should be or <laughs> there's too many fingers um but also it's 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 an interesting look into like people's psyches um so mid journey uh the one that's like it's like a free open source like image generator with prompts it's all on discord um so you can go to like channels and see what people are generating um and what they're asking for and it's uh it's just it's very interesting to see like if you gave people the power to see what they want to see what would they <laughs> ask but it's it's all very public so you can <laughs> just go through <laughs> um yeah i think the one, one that really stood out to me was like uh young asian man and like a subaru very specific uh like model car blue with the greatest sense of freedom ever uh, he just exudes confidence and happiness and absolute freedom. And it's just this very, it's a paragraph prompt. And I'm like, oh, I hope you're okay, buddy. I hope these pictures made you happy. I hope you're doing all right. <laughs> I mean, he he had the confidence to say what he wanted, right? <laughs> Back to what we were saying about AI versus human created things or like human error, like there's a reason why, you know, bloopers are so popular and like people want to see that or even watching mm. things like SNL where like the cast breaks. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's refreshing seeing people, you know, not sticking to a script and just seeing like the human element of comedy or just art in general. Um, and it's just, yeah, it can it can be like, you know, like I said, refreshing and just nice to see um, people go go off script and and see see who they really are, see what really makes them tick. And uh, yeah. just something that you can't necessarily get with like AI generated types of um, content or just when you just stick blatantly to a script or like, uh, you know, there's there's even like cartoon shows like Rick mm. and Morty, for example, where um, <laughs> when the guy's speaking, you know, he, he stutters a lot or he, like he, you know, he struggles to find the words and that kind of um, type of communication is, is uh, just like, yeah, it's, it's nice to see. And like I said, just a, uh, um, can, can be uh, even more enjoyable than something that's like totally stuck to when you're uh, re- just reading a script. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the, the scary thing is, though, I think it's like a, a question of yet. Like, I think the AIs will eventually be able to watch every everything that like Justin Roiland, like the creators of like Rick and Morty have ever made and then like have like a version of them that like does the weird pauses and is like, imperceptible it's it's i mean i don't think we're exactly there yet but i i I think we're we might get there um oh yeah definitely on our way yeah but even going back to like i think sean you said like it 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 hasn't really caught you i follow probably a few like instagrams of pretty much just like ai generated art um that are kind of interesting there's like elsewhere superman and stuff like um but then there's one creator and he takes 
yeah like popular characters from media but like just makes them like um like black or like african-american so it's like as a kid it's like i didn't really figure like i still loved batman i still love superman and all that stuff but like there wasn't characters who necessarily looked like me and like seeing how this guy's using these tools to like make really beautiful images it's like just kind of really striking kind of things but it's but it's also i i don't know but they're very convincing too and it seems like even with this guy's ai prompt engineering style like there seems to be a style and there's consistency between all the images um, like they all have like similar lighting, similar backgrounds and stuff like that. And it seems like I didn't even know it was AI generated until like I looked at the captions, um, which mm-hmm. is kind of a bummer uh, on one level, but also kind of really cool because you can see stuff you've never <laughs> seen really re- for free. And mm-hmm. yeah, it, it also does bum me out because it seems like it devalues like concept artists or real artists work when it takes maybe 10 seconds, five seconds for crazy beautiful images to come out um that are yeah, good and, enough. and this is this is more to the point of why art is so confusing and weird and i am not i'm more of a scientist than an artist i'll just put that out there <laughs> but right. um yeah and i think that i think you touched on a point where it's like people taking the technology and thinking about creative ways to use it is sort of the art in and of itself right it's like even if mm. the picture is perfect it's like well you thought of taking this image and changing it like this and like that's the artistic part but it's like that's like over a layer of like these like perfect images so it's yeah that's it's very confusing and i still don't know how to feel about all of this but yeah (laughs) so along that point right i remember seeing this video about how this guy was making these really nice i mean like they look like just 2d um like I, it was it was like like anime like artwork, but he showed his process and his process is actually using uh, 3D modeling software. So like mm. he just modeled the whole environment. He figured out you know like where he wanted the camera to focus from, the composition of everything, and then he used a bunch of tools to add you know shaders to make it painterly. I mean he's still picking mm-hmm. all the colors, this and that, but he he's using the software to leverage the ability to like as opposed to you know knowing how to mix paints or knowing how to yeah. do forced perspective right but he, he's still being able to he's still being creative right and like realizing his idea uh, through this process no that's a really good point too um because uh my favorite like comic strip artist was bill watterson did um calvin and hobbs um rarely gives interviews or anything like that but like i remember when i was coming up like web comics became a thing because the internet was a thing and i really wanted to be like a web comic artist but like in a rare interview he was uh, i think somebody asked him would you ever do a web comic and uh he was like nah nah um and i think he kind of was like down playing like even digital art like using a tablet or a computer um to like make your art um and it's really interesting because like I watch a lot of like YouTube like artists making stuff like either in Blender or with like um, different uh, painting software and stuff like that, th- which is trying to simulate 
paint and like the physics of paint, but I'm sure there's people who would even say Bill Watterson wasn't a real artist because he bought his ink and didn't like generate the ink from, I don't even know how you make ink, <laughs> but like mm -hmm. back, <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah, back in the Renaissance, you had to like find the pigments to like mix in your own paints. And like, those were uh, well-kept secrets, like technology as it goes on is going to be incorporated in producing art. Um, it's, I guess it does feel weird now. When does it stop when we're just entering text into a text box? Um, is, and because like all art takes from like all the history of art and like whatever that artist has seen and whatever influenced them, I feel like that goes into it. And the AI is kind of doing the same thing. I think it just, it's, we're, we're struggling with how quickly it's doing it and how, impressive the results are um that it, it seems like it's going to devalue this thing that seemed so valuable and even like magical that <laughs> uh i don't know i don't know where, where we're gonna go with it but i i think it is just another tool and maybe like the the leonardo da vinci's of our time are going to be prompt engineers like people who can just type the perfect thing to get the perfect image <laughs> Mm -hmm. um, I think it's GitHub who calls it copilot. Yes. Oh, yeah, I think so. That, that's the best word to describe it. It's like your copilot, yeah. right? It's the thing that hopefully helps you better do whatever it is you're doing. <sighs> like, I, I think, I think back to like, you know, if you've ever watched Star Trek TNG and you see the captain on the bridge and he's talking to the computer, oh, yeah. he's not freaking out. Everybody's not running around with pitchforks, being like, "This computer is gonna take our jobs." Like, everyone's cool with it it's it's become a part of life where like it's it's your friend you talk to it you get information to help you it's always helping them do their jobs right it's never and sometimes <laughs> it flies the ship when everything's going crazy but at the end of the day it's it's just a friend it's 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 trying to it's just trying to help everybody out so hopefully that's that's the utopian future we're headed towards but um, I know, I know quads on the pessimistic end. <laughs> I'm not, okay. I'm not necessarily on the pessimistic. The issue, uh, the issue I will say is with any of these new technologies, um, there's going to be people who literally lose their job where it's, this does your job to a level that's either better than you, or it's just way cheaper. It's way faster. It's way cheaper and more consistent. Um, and that's going to eliminate a lot of jobs really, really fast. And like it happened with, uh, I think like the term lightite comes from like when there was a, a a machine that made like socks or like linen, like some very human intensive thing. Um, and like they just, yeah, some, yeah, some inventor came up with like a more efficient way to do this. And the factory owner was like, okay, I don't need any of you people. You cost way too much. So you're all fired. And like they, they rioted and they broke the broken and broke the machines. And like, there's going to be a transition period. But the thing with the AI stuff is I think it's going to remove like way more jobs than anything in history. So I think a lot of people are just going to be wandering. <laughs> and I, and I'm also like thinking of like the next generation, like what, what do you want to aspire to be? Like, I guess it's the people who are, running the machines because even in star trek like i i guess what what do the people do where there's officers we're exploring um there's still klingons and there's still war and stuff but like i i don't know like how do you fill your days i think it's more that period where 
jobs go away for like 50% of the population overnight. And then what does everyone do? I think it's a bad scene and I don't want to be around. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like talking about like job. Yeah. Like the the thing about job loss in the economy, it's, it's a, it's a complicated uh, thing, right? It's, it's, I I think it's like nobody, nobody knows and necessarily have, like quote unquote the right answer, right? Because it's mm-hmm. a lot of speculations. It's, it's it's a hard problem, but I mean, in terms of, I'm I'm gonna like you know, it's an argument that people have used before. But in terms of like you know, what are people going to do in the future, right? It's the same thing. Like, and you know, like a hundred years ago, nobody was ever gonna th- like like conceive of the idea of like I make TikToks for money. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you're right. But until the AIs do the TikTok. but but that's the thing like i'm talking to even like my my for myself like say (laughs) uh ai could develop code for way cheaper and i get fired like i like what am i going to transition to i don't know that i have the cachet of being a great tiktoker like i don't understand Mm -hmm. it i don't use it i have it on my phone but the algorithm scares me too much and i don't want to know what it reveals about my psyche so i don't use it see this (laughs) this is this is assuming that every all humans can uh retreat into the world of art to generate their income and we've just been talking about how ais are taking over the art world exactly exactly like that i don't know where i'm going to transition to I, I mean, it's hard to escape the argument of having like some sort of universal basic income at some point because, yeah, there's just going to be a point where humans are too low skilled to do yeah. like all of the things that they can possibly do. It's like, well, unless you have a brain transplant and become yeah. an astrophysicist, you can't do anything <laughs> that this robot can't do better. So, like, people just have to you know ha- have some sort of stipend to exist otherwise there- there's going to be no way t- to you know provide income for themselves at be- that-, that being said i know like you know even uh you know a lot of starter jobs that used to exist like being a cashier at a grocery store or at a fast food joint like a lot of those things are just going by the wayside now and um, like you have to bag your own groceries and uh, you have to check yourself out at a cash register or going to McDonald's. You got to, you know, go go to a, a kiosk to like get your food. I know there's there was some McDonald's that was created that was like completely self-automated. The, the whole thing, even like like from beginning to end, like ordering your food you know purchasing it and then like someone or not someone but something in the back was creating the food and giving it to you so like you know it's it's harder for people um that are wanting to like break into the job industry to just even get those types of starter careers now not to say that you know things won't evolve for them and and they won't evolve in turn to be able to um you know, uh, be able to find those types of um, starter positions and stuff, but it's just getting a bit harder. I can I can see it, and it's it's a yeah interesting development. <laughs> well played.